You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast. Today, I have Luann Marlowe with us from Dream Baby Cafe. Luann, thanks so much for being here with us. Oh, I'm really happy to be here. It's nice to meet you. Um, why don't you give us a little background about you as a nurse? Um, what kind of nurse are you? And, and then we'll talk about what you're doing now. Okay. Um, so that is, uh, should be an easy question, but it's a really long story. <laughs> I am a nurse practitioner. A pediatric nurse practitioner. I've been a nurse practitioner for like 30 years <laughs> and I've done a lot of different things. Um, I think my nursing story is actually very interesting um, and I don't know how much of that you want to hear. Um, <laughs> so um, if you edit this, you may um, like can edit some of that story out. Um, but I think that that nursing story is kind of what led me to, of course, you know, start my business. But um, so I wanted to be a nurse since I was like seven. Um, I, I had a complicated vascular disorder, um, had a bunch of surgeries when I was a little girl and right away said, oh, this is what I wanna do with my life. Never wavered from that, love nursing. I've always loved nursing. Um, never got frustrated with the process of nursing, um, You know, being a nurse, taking care of patients. Um, the other side of nursing, frustrating, I think, as we all know. But um, so when I was a teenager, I volunteered in the hospital. I grew up in Florida. All my friends were at the beach and I was at the hospital, you know, being a volunteer. I just, you know, it's in my blood. Um, met a little patient that had cancer. I was like, kids can't get cancer. That's like, how is that possible? So right away, I was like, oh, I want to do oncology. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> pediatric yeah. oncology. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> Let's do all the hard things. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to nursing school um, with that in my mind. I'm going to be, you know, a nurse. I'm going to work in pediatric oncology, you know. Um, in nursing school, one of lectures was um, we had a bunch of nurses come in and talk about the different roles of nursing. Um, and, you know, you have to realize this is like 30 years ago. <laughs> so I, I've seen nurses and trans, you know, form. And, and so we had all these nurses giving, you know, different roles. And one of them was a nurse practitioner. And right away, I was like, that's fascinating. I think I want to do that. I think I could do that. Um, which really kind of goes against my personality, because that's a very independent role. And I was a very shy, quiet, you know, unassuming child, let somebody else take the lead. Um, and so I have two different personalities. And one of those is my nursing personality. And one is my personal personality. Um, but I was like, I think I want to do that. And then the next thought was, I wonder if you can do that in oncology. I wonder if those two roles exist. Um, and so I kept those two things together. I wonder if you can do this in oncology. Cause I had never seen that. I didn't know anything about, you know, any of those roles, but I was like, I wonder if you can do that. And so all through nursing school, I volunteered in the hospital and I always chose those oncology patients. We didn't have a separate pediatric oncology unit at that time. You know, they were all spread in with among the other patients. Graduated, worked at that same hospital, started on that same floor. I'd been working about a year and one of the pediatric oncologists came to me one day and he said, hey, Luann, are you still interested in working with our patient population? And I was flabbergasted. They even knew my name. <laughs> and I was like, yes, sir. And he said, we're getting a, um, 
chairman of the um, division of oncology he's coming to start a new program here and he, and he wants us to get a nurse practitioner for our um, division and he wants wanted me to ask if i could find someone who wanted to go away to school to a nurse practitioner program in oncology and then come back and work with us would you be interested in that and i was like oh uh, yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, and my first thought as I was standing in front of him was, this is my dream. This, this is this is what I wanted. And someone is is handing, handing it. it to you. <laughs> and That's so awesome. I, I, he was like, here's his phone number, call him. And all day I carried that little piece of paper around like it was like, you know, some gift, you know, and but I had to call him. And I was That's like, scary. So you know, I have to call someone I don't know. I still am nervous talking to people on the phone. You know? And so I went home that night and I called him and, you know, and, and within like a month, I was there in Philadelphia, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which is the premier children's hospital in the country, did my program, came back, worked with him. And it was truly my dream job. I, I absolutely loved every moment of what I was doing. And then fast forward a couple of years, I started getting these um, letters from Emory University in Atlanta saying, hey, we're starting this master's program in child health. Um, we would offer you a scholarship to come and be in our inaugural program. And I was like, no, I don't want that. I have my dream job. I'm happy where I am. And I kept throwing them in the trash, you know, and they kept coming and coming and coming. And finally, I said, well, you know, I'll ask Dr. Davis because he won't want to lose me. He'll want me to stay right here. I'll ask him what he thinks. And immediately he said, you have to do that. You know, like, why would you not do that? And so I was like, okay. So I went to Emory to their inaugural program and got my master's degree. And, um, and then I, you know, got a, pro, a, a job in oncology here in Atlanta at one of the children's hospitals. And I did that for several years. So I was very happy. I've always loved what I've done. And then I got married and I had four children. And um, so I stayed at home for a while and um, then I went back to work and oncology is very difficult, you know, and it's difficult when you have four children. And so I decided to do something else for a while. And so I did primary care for a little while and, um, and then got a divorce. And so that changed my life completely. And so you can't do oncology and have four children and be divorced. And so I chose something else. <laughs> so, so I, um, I, I went to work at a um, homeless shelter for children. Oh, well, because that's better. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, couldn't do primary care, you know. So I, um, I found these amazing women who are entrepreneurs um, who had started clinics for children in homeless shelters in downtown Atlanta. And I went to work with them because I at least had to have something that, you know, touched my heart, you know. And, and so I had a, um, it was a very independent role. I had a clinic in it, a homeless shelter. It was just me all by myself. And, um, and I did that for several years. And, you know, everything I've done has taught me something and has really, you know, inspired me. And, and you know, your, your journey, whatever you do, takes you someplace for a reason. And so I worked there for a couple of years and, and really opened my eyes to how people live um, you know, cause I was a suburban mom in, in, you know, Atlanta and I had no idea how other people live. And so I did that for several years, but I didn't have any health insurance. <laughs> so, um, I, I had to find something else. So I went back to oncology and I was a clinic brain tumor clinic coordinator for a while. And, uh, one of my children got sick. Um, 
and I, I had to stay home with him for a while. So I took a leave of absence and I was really struggling. What am I going to do? I, you know, I have four kids. I have to have a job, but I have this child who needs me. And that children's hospital was an hour drive away. And so I was spending two hours in a commute and I was really like, what am I going to do? And I got a phone call from a doctor um, offering me a job. I didn't know her. I did not apply for any jobs. I was just on a leave. And um, it was five minutes from my house. And it was a uh, the only pediatric nurse practitioner job in this hospital. And it was in the newborn nursery. And um, I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> and I, my first thought was, this is gonna be boring. This is not gonna challenge me intellectually, but it fits my life. And so I'll take it. You know, with seeing babies in the newborn nursery, how hard could that be, seriously? And I go that sounds now, way more pleasant than anything else. You know. <laughs> and, and I laugh when I say that, because what a horrible thing to say, you know, what, what an elitist, you know, thing to say, like, I'm too good to see babies in the newborn nursery. And it actually became my life's passion, honestly. Um, and I loved it because like, seriously, how happy was that job? You know, I went from the, the, you know, brain tumor clinic where I was so stressed every day because it was either, you know, see these patients and my kids were waiting or go home to my kids and these patients needed me, you know, it was so stressful. And here I was seeing these precious little newborns every day. <laughs> it was so delightful. Um, but I realized people don't know how to take care of their kids. <laughs> these people were coming in and having these babies and they were like, I don't even know how to change a diaper. You know? <laughs> and these moms didn't know how to breastfeed and breastfeeding was my passion. And that was, a, that's a whole nother story, but you know, I loved what I did and I would see the babies. And then, you know, when I finished in the nursery, I would go and I would see sick kids and well kids in this indigent care clinic. So, you know, it still fit my, you know, indigent care spirit. Um, and so I did that for a couple of years and I was very happy. And I, I was five minutes from home and I was taking care of my family and I was, absolutely loving my job and then one day the clinic director came to me and she said hey the department chairman wants to meet with you at lunchtime the, the director of the clinic and I had never met this person it was an administrator I would had been hired by the and I was like who is she and why does she want to meet with me and she was like well just go at lunchtime you know I wish you, you just need to go well long and short of it was she needed to meet with me because my job had been Dis, dissolute you know it was like you don't have a job anymore and that day 750 people lost their job and I was oh, one of them. Wow. and I was devastated I was like nurses don't get laid off like our jobs are secure when every other person loses their job nurses have a job we always have a job that's one thing they always tell you is be a nurse your job will always be secure and I walked out of there without a job. I didn't even get to go back to my office. I was like, she was like, it's nice to meet you. You don't have a job. Here's a ticket to get out of the parking garage. That was the extent of our conversation. And I was devastated. And so I went home and after I cried for like, you know, three or four days, I was like, what am I gonna do? And that's where the idea to start my business came about because I was like, you know, I'm really good at this. I really like newborns. People don't know how to take care of their babies. They were coming in every day and they were like, hey, I looked up on the internet and it told me to do this, or I read this book and it said this, but then I read this other book and it said this, and I'm so confused and I don't know what to do. 
And I remembered, you know, way back in, in my nurse practitioner program and way back in primary care in the beginning, we taught them all of that. Part of their well child checkup was, this is what's gonna happen next. And it's called anticipatory guidance. It's what we used to do. But now we had 10 minutes for a checkup. And, you know, it was like, here's your paper on what's going to happen next. Bye. And I was so frustrated with medicine and how things had changed over the years. And, you know, we didn't have time to do the things that we were really supposed to be doing. And they, people don't live near their mom anymore. And your mom used to teach you that. And, you know, your sister used to teach you that. And people lived in community and people don't live in community anymore. And people don't know how to take care of their baby. And I thought, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could start a business where I teach people how to take care of their baby. And so what would that look like? And I thought maybe I would do home visits and I could do lactation consulting and help people breastfeed because I'm really good at that. And, um, and so I started this plan and I was like, but I don't know how to start a business. And so how do you start a business? And so I looked online because that's where the moms were going. They're looking online for everything. Maybe I can learn that. And this was like 2009, you know, people didn't really have all that then. The internet's changed a lot. And so I found a course um, and it was Marie Forleo's Business B-School, which, you know, I don't even know how I found that, but I found it and I like bought it and I took it and I was like, I think I could do this. And I was really into it and I had a plan and idea and I was really fired up and I thought, I, I think I could really do this. And then I got a call from the children's hospital offering me a job. And it was in, get this, the child sexual abuse department. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you just have that tagged all over your aura. I like <laughs> do, I really do. And I thought, I didn't know, I, I never applied for that job. Um, years ago, I had, they, they found my resume when I applied for the, um, the, the, um, the oncology job they had my resume and um they called me and they offered me this job and you know because you doubt yourself so much you know can i do this can i do something i've never done before i'm not a business person um god's always given me these jobs every job i'd ever had somebody called me on the phone and offered it to me i never applied for a job before my first instinct was maybe i'm not supposed to be doing this maybe i'm really not supposed to start a business um, maybe i'm not cut out for this maybe I'm really supposed to be doing this because gosh, Atlanta is a hub for child trafficking. Um, somebody needs to do this and not everybody's cut out for this kind of work, but I could do that. And so I took it and I went to work with them and I thought, you know, the, the schedule was good. The schedule looked good on paper. And so I thought, you know, I can still work on this on the side. Um, I could still be working this on the side. And when I get this going, then I could like step away from there and I could step into my business. So I could do both these things at the same time, which was a joke because that job almost killed me. Um, it was horrific. I was very good at it and not very many people can do that. But that doesn't mean that just because you can do something, you're supposed to do it. So I walked into that job and I never picked up my business again. I mean, I had the notebooks and the plans and everything, and I literally stepped away from it. And for three years, I never looked at it again. I was immersed in my job and my children hated it. And every time my phone rang, they put their hands over their ears because they couldn't 
understand the conversations that I had over the phone with law enforcement and, um, you know, the FBI and the GBI and ICE and everybody in this horrible world that I stepped into that you can't imagine. You just can't imagine. And I did that for three years and I was sleep deprived and we were on call 24 seven and we covered three different children's hospitals and it was a nightmare. And one morning I fell into bed at like 6 a.m. and at eight o'clock the phone rang and it was a pediatric office offered me a job and I took it just like that. I didn't say I'm going to step away from here to my into my business. I stepped away from there into another job. Um, and um, I thought, oh, this is good. And, you know, about a month or so before I had actually started thinking about my business and thinking what happened here. I had this business that I was going to do and maybe I need to dust that off. And so when they offered me that job, I thought, oh, I could work on my business. I like, I don't even care what it is. What It can't be worse than what I'm doing. <laughs> right, right. It was like, I've got to have a life. I've got to have, you know, at least this is, you know, Monday through Friday. If it was four days a week and it was, you know, regular hours and I had my weekends off and I could start working on my business again. And I took it. But, you know, primary care is not what primary care, and, you know, <laughs> it's not what it used to be. And so I was working, you know, all day and, you know, seeing 25 and 26 patients a day and bringing 26 charts home at night. And it was another nightmare. Um, and two years into that, I woke up one morning with chest pain and shortness of breath. And I was seeing my first patient and I was like, my chest hurts and I'm short of breath. And I told my medical assistant, I think you need to check my blood pressure. And a few minutes later, I was in the ER um, getting this big workup and I thought I was having a heart attack, healthy, never had any health problems in my entire life, but, and I have no risk factors. And I was like, why would I be having a heart attack? And I had a 10 centimeter liver tumor. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not a heart attack. <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs> I didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> right. right. A baseball sized liver tumor had a big giant resection. It was not cancer. Um, I think stress caused it. <laughs> and, and all your health and wellness people, you know, they, they might agree with that. Um, and um, I had a big giant, you know, two sections of my liver removed and a big complicated surgery. And while I was um, on leave from that, I lost my job because my liver tumor was too difficult for them. We can't and, handle your um, liver tumor. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And while I was laying there in my bed, <laughs> recovering from all of that, it hit me. Luann, you are not where you're supposed to be. Um, and it just, it just occurred to me, you know, how, <laughs> how many places do you have to go, you know, before you, you know, can come back to what you're supposed to be doing? Because and, and I laid there and, and my thought was, you know, I never want to be in a position again where somebody else is telling me how to give the kind of care that I'm supposed to give. Because every single day in that job, you know, I was having to rush through, rush through, rush through. And here would be a mom saying, I, I can't get my baby to latch on. And I was like, I could help you with that. But somebody else is saying you're taking too long with your patients. You know, you're not seeing enough patients in a day. Um, you don't have time for that. Move on. And I was, my heart was hurting, you know, I was like, this is not the care I'm supposed to be giving. This isn't the way I'm supposed to practice. This isn't what I'm meant for. And I was 
you know, I was leaving every day so frustrated. And I was like, I don't want somebody else to tell me what kind of care I'm supposed to give. And this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, when you, when you have that pull and tug in your heart, you know, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not where I'm supposed to be. I'm like, you know, it was almost like a relief, you know, it's like, thank you. <laughs> Although, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> I don't have a job. Um, and so, and I had a really difficult recovery. It took me a very, very long time to get well, but all that time I was like, okay, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I dusted everything and I built my own website and well, you know, that, there was a long too, but you know, I started over again and I was like, what do I want this to look like? And who are the people I'm serving? And what do these moms need? Uh, because it became so evident um, you know, what, even more so now, because now that now there are Facebook groups that are telling moms how to take care of their babies and how dangerous is that, you know, and they would come to me and they would say, you know, I read this and this mom group told me this and this mom group told me that. And, and now I'm reading in their groups and I'm seeing that, you know, they would say, my pediatrician told me this, but these mom groups said, oh, you don't have to do that. You do you mom, you do what makes you feel good. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So I started all over again. Um, but, you know, you can, all, <laughs> you can only do so much <laughs> before you run out of money. And I had no money. Um, so, you know, when I left the children's hospital and I took that job, I took a $30,000 cut in pay um, because I felt like my sanity was worth it. Um, and, you know, I've been, I've been doing this for 30 years and I'm making less money than I've ever made in my entire career. And <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's the joy of nursing, right? Like I've had the same exact right. experience, no matter every degree that I've ever gotten resulted in a cut in pay. And I'm like, what, how is this right. possible? <laughs> right. And every, every job I got, I got like less money and less money and less money. Um, so, you know, I, I, I took like two, like a year or so off. Um, and I, you know, worked on my business. And um, so I got my website going, and I've got all these like ideas and things. And, um, and so, you know, I've got a, a Facebook group with moms, and, you know, I've got some um, consulting. So I'm doing lactation consulting, I'm doing sleep teaching. Um, I've got some courses, um, most of which I have not launched yet. <laughs> so now we can get into the challenge part. So I am working again. I'm back in a pediatric office because, you know, I, I'm not making enough money to sustain myself. But I have a goal now of, a, of an exit plan. Um, and uh, because, you know, it's been very nebulous for me. Okay, I'm going to do this on the side. I'm going to do this on the side. And now I'm like, no. Um, so now I have an exit plan. Um, and I'm working very diligently for this to be my full time, um, you know, income producing job. Um, but um, I have significant imposter syndrome. When you when I got your message to, um, you know, come and be on your podcast, my very first thought was, oh, I can't do that. I'm not ready. Um, and that <laughs> um, that is pretty much what I say about everything. I can't do that. I'm not ready. Um, and um, 
so that's kind of where where we stand so now we can talk about the business oh my gosh <laughs> but that's I, been my that, nursing journey yeah um, that was a long <laughs> nursing journey no that and i love your story i think that's uh, i think it's amazing and what you've done and how you've gotten to where you are uh, you know just the fact that you know people just randomly call you and offer you jobs at the right moment is like <laughs> that's amazing mm -hmm. i love that part yeah. of it um <laughs> and and i think you know i have to tell myself that um and I think that's so interesting that I have such blocks on starting my business because I say, but look what has happened to me in the past, you know, everything that's happened, you know, that every job that I've had and my journey is so, such a clear path that's meant to be. Why do I have such a struggle stepping out here, you know, because right. it's meant to be. Right. You know, because, I, I mean, know it, it's meant to be. Yeah. So. And it, it's super scary to go into something that's completely uncertain. And I think, you know, a lot of nurses have this, and I definitely had this for the longest time, is that I was, you know, I, I, I had a lot of similar um, scenarios to you uh, in that, you know, people would call me and said, you want this job? And, you know, the, things would happen to me. And I kept thinking that mm -hmm. everything is just going to happen to me and not realizing that right. what I really wanted, I had to go out and physically get it or you know just make the effort towards it go going towards it otherwise i was going to just keep going in this kind of like you know i don't know where my path is going when people are pulling me this way and they're pulling me that way and i'll try this and i'll try that and this seems interesting but none of it was like me directing where i was going and, and, and that had a lot to do with me not really knowing what i wanted um or what i was going for so i'm like oh let's see where this goes and i i you like you i get tired of that after a while like i don't want to be doing what other people are telling me to do i want to do my thing but the only way to get to my thing is one to know what it is and two to set myself on that path um, and it sounds like that's what you uh, came around to when you uh, decided to put your effort into getting this business together right um, so tell us a little bit about the business uh, what was the kind of the concept behind it and and what are you doing in the business so um, you know I just really felt like um, you know, if you, if you look at everything that I've done, there's a common theme there, and it's that I work really well with people in crisis, whether it is, you know, a family of a child who's been sexually abused or a brand new, you know, ba a family with a brand new baby, they're, they're still in crisis, you know, <laughs> it's like, I'm in this situation where I don't feel like I'm in control and I don't know what the next step is. Um, and I am really good at helping them to see what that next step is and you know and and how to take that next step um you know i really feel like my role there is to help empower them you know to give them and 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 i think that what people need in that situation is some knowledge and some education you know education i think is what bridges the gap for people there um you know it, that's what they needed um when i when i worked in oncology you know they didn't know anything about that they just needed a little bit of education and a little bit of support and they could then feel confident to take that next step. And I think that's pretty much the same with moms of newborns and young children, you know, pretty much work with like up to preschool age, you know, they just, they're just like, I need some education. And now with the internet, there's so much education. It's like education overload. And that's what the problem is with me and the business <laughs> education overload. Um, but with these parents is information overload. You just have so much, so many people telling you so many different things. And they're just like, I, I don't know what the right thing to do is. 
and then there's that um, lack of confidence. You know, I don't know, you know, if I'm making the right decision and then everybody else's lives look so perfect and mine doesn't. So now I feel like I'm not enough. And so there's all this struggle there. And so, you know, I wanted moms to feel like they could trust themselves, um, you know, feeling confident about themselves as a mom, but not to the point where these other, you know, the difference in like what I'm providing and what these other mom groups are providing is they're like, no, you do you, you're fine. You just feel like good and happy about it. <laughs> because sometimes you just doing what you want to do is dangerous. <laughs> You know, so you need to have a little bit of evidence-based information to base your decisions on, but then feel happy and good about that. Um, and so that's where I felt like I needed to come in, that they needed some evidence-based information to base their decisions on, and then have the support in the community to go along with that. Um, and so, um, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to provide for them. I think there's a lot of loneliness, um, you know, in motherhood. Um, and so I think that support is good. I need the evidence to go along with that. And so um, kind of where I'm where I am now is I'm doing, you know, some consultation, um, some one on one consultation. I'm, I'm really particularly enjoy that with the lactation consults. Um, the sleep consults kind of um, they wear me out, <laughs> but but that's important. You know, um, you know, moms need sleep. Um, and, but there's so many different kinds of sleep consultants out there. Um, and, you know, I don't believe in the cry it out kind of stuff. And so I try to teach them, you know, some good strategies um, for sleep. They don't, you don't have to have a step-by-step, -step, you know, timed kind of thing. You just need to put some good strategy in place, um, some good habits in place. And so I teach a lot of that. Um, but where I'm kind of heading is more some online courses. Um, so I'm working on a prenatal breastfeeding course right now. Um, and I have a kind of a baby calming course. Um, I have some, um, I have a, a sleep um, course for older kids, um, like over two and like on up because baby, people have terrible sleep habits. Um, those are all three pretty much done and they're just sitting there. I haven't, you know, the curriculum for all of those have done. I haven't recorded them or put them out. Um, and so I, I tend to do a lot of like, I start this, I stop this, I start this, I stop this. So I have a lot of things like in my bank that are done um, because I've done them so many times. I've taught them to individual people so many times. And so I have all of the information, um, but I haven't like recorded them because I tend to have, um, I guess, ADHD <laughs> or, or I think, oh, I need this. Or then somebody asked me for this. And so I do this and then somebody asked me for that. And then I go back and forth about what I want to do. And, or then um, one of my biggest um, problems is um, the imposter syndrome, or maybe this isn't good enough, or maybe I need to learn a little bit more. Um, so I've taken, you know, 9 million classes and courses and, um, <laughs> You know, maybe I need to know a little more. And recently I was like, you know what? I don't need any more information. I don't need any more knowledge. I have everything I need to learn. Um, so if any, if your audience needs any advice for me, it is that you know everything you need to know. Um, you just need to put it out there. Yeah, they just need to keep um, hearing that. Um, I would say, especially looking at your website, um, all you need to do is put an offer out there because you have the uh, for your courses like that's the only thing that's missing because I can't find how to join your course 
Um, so, right. I, I mean, once you have that yeah. and you already have like, yeah. because of selling the course that has to come first before you build your course. Cause you don't want to spend all these years and months building courses that you never offer anybody. And that's literally the only thing that's missing here. And I, I some way to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time in my Facebook group giving free information away. And, and when you're, when you're have limited time. So, so one of the big problems that I've had is, is not knowing where to give my limited amount of time. Um, and so I've spent a lot of time doing the wrong things that don't generate money. Um, so I've spent a lot of time in my Facebook group giving, just giving, 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 giving. And I, and I was like, okay, nobody's buying anything in here because I'm giving them everything they want for free. Um, and so, um, probably at the beginning of last year, I started really pulling back a lot because I was really overwhelmed. You know, it was like, okay, I'm given all this information in here, which means I don't have time to work on my course, which means I don't have time to do this. Or if you're trying to post on Instagram and you're trying to post on Facebook and you're trying to write a blog post and that takes me forever because I'm such a perfectionist. Um, well, then I've done all that. Now I don't have time to work on the course. And so everything I was working on was free stuff. Um, and I just got really overwhelmed. And so I just pulled back on everything. And um, I don't think it really made much of a difference. <laughs> and I was like, okay, where, where do I really need to be focusing my time and attention? Um, and so you know, that's what I needed to really look at. Okay, where are the things that generate money? That's that's where I need to be spending my my time and money. And then the other thing is hiring somebody to do stuff. Um, and so that's where I am now. It's like, okay, I've got to hire somebody to do all of this stuff that's $10 an hour stuff <laughs> because I can't do everything um, and work, you know, too. And so, um, you know, I've, I've been focusing on my, I, I do, things that you don't see on there. So my lactation consults are on a different platform. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm just spending a lot of time just doing those um, because they bring in money. And um, then, you know, somebody else is going to have to be doing, you know, a lot of this other stuff because that stuff takes a lot of time. And, you know, if all I'm doing is posted on Instagram, <laughs> you know, I don't have time to build a course. So, you know, and we kind of hang on to that because we're like, well, I don't have the time and I, you know, I don't have the money to spend money, but, um, you know, I hired somebody to do something for me and she had it out in like one day. And I was like, oh. that would have taken me like a month. You know? <laughs> uh, no, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of like the dark dirty secret that nobody tells you in business is that uh, you know it's a lot of work and you know I certainly have had nurses that come and they want to start this business and this business and they think they can do them together and I'm like you have no idea like you know putting the business together itself just putting the business that's that's easy we can do that in a day like that that's not hard the hard part is what you're doing now is you know putting the course together, marketing it, sending it out to people, amassing an audience, um, having your message on, on key, like that's consuming all of your time. And can you imagine if you had a whole nother business that you had to do the same exact thing with? And, <laughs> no, yeah. Or, you know, like, you know, you're working 30 hours a week or 40 hours a week. And you're like, and you come home and you're exhausted. So like, I'll, I'll do that at night. They'll come home and I'm exhausted. I'm like, okay, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Maybe and then I'll I get stuck on things, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, the systems of things like, you know, other people can start a business really easily, but when you're doing things like, like I am, and, and there's a nursing license involved and I'm like, Ooh, I, can I do that? You know, within my license, am I going to get in trouble for a scope of practice? And so I'm like working on the NPI and, you know, can I do this? Is this out of, you know, and, and I get really stuck on the licensing parts of things. And so I, I just get frozen and I'm like, okay, you know, did I do that right? And can I, you know, and, and so that kind of stuff. And I'm like, who do I go to for that? And, you know, and so I just get frozen and I don't do anything at all about it. I'm like, maybe I'll just go watch Netflix. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's always because, a good solution. <laughs> yeah, because somebody else can start a business, a, you know, a consultant on something and they don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're actually, you know, licensed people, you know, and, and so that's very yeah, difficult. It is difficult, though. I would say after doing 120 of these episodes, uh, nothing you have said is novel to nursing or, you know, like we all, everybody's saying kind of the same exact thing. Like it's, it's, you know, putting the business together, the marketing piece of it, all of it, uh, and including the license and, and figuring that out. It, it's just a, it's a lot of work. Um, and what you have created is, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, I'm really excited about uh, this topic as well. I think it's, it's so needed. Um, so, you know, Luann, tell us kind of like, um, what the vision is uh, and your exit strategy. Like, what do you, what do you see that's being, um, uh, you know, maybe in a year from now or a couple of years from now? Well, you know, right before COVID hit, literally right before COVID hit, I was like, you know, I really ultimately would like to have a center um, where, you know, like a brick and mortar business. I really didn't want to do the online stuff. I really like working with people one-on-one. -on -one, and so I wanted to have classes, um, in-person classes and bring in other birth professionals to do classes and to do support groups that were kind of ongoing, you know, like a mom came in um, at birth and she moved through this group with, you know, same aged moms and then they move up to the next group and have different, you know, courses. I have, a, I have probably 10 different classes that I could teach. Um, and, you know, they don't all have to be taught by me, but, um, and I have a, an assistant at work who, you know, I'm trying to pull out with me. Um, and um, she's a nurse, um, had a, a degree in Puerto Rico, but now in the U.S., she's just a medical assistant, but she is a nurse. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, okay, I already have a built-in assistant here, but, you know, I really wanted to do this as a brick and mortar and then COVID hit and you can't do anything in person. Um, but all of this can be online, um, but I really like that kind of in-person, you know, you know, feel. And I don't have a biz building. Um, so, um, so, so that's a problem, but that's my ultimate, you know, vision is to really have this, you know, kind of location where you come and different people can, you know, teach. But in the meantime, this, you know, bank of ideas and courses and things. And so what it looks like is you come in as a prenatal course. And then you move through, there's a newborn course, there's a baby common course, there's a sleep teaching course, there's a baby food course, there's a, you know, it's just everything you need to know about your, you know, baby up until I have a potty training course, you know, that's as far as we go, you know, <laughs> there's a potty training course. <laughs> um, but that, there's that whole, you know, spectrum of everything that you need, you know, kind of right there in an online course kind of format. Um, and then I do in-person home visit, virtual, um, in-office lactation consults. Um, and, um, 
and then the sleep, you know, consults as well. So, you know, it's pretty much a one-stop shop here. <laughs> and I just need to get those out. And I think once I get that first one and kind of have that like format that I want it in, you know, but I, I say, oh, but I don't have the video part of that. And I don't have, you know, and I don't have the structure, but I think once I kind of get that, like how I like it, then I think I can kind of repeat that, you know, that format over and over. I yeah. like the, the, um, the PowerPoint, you know, um, and, you know, in video kind of, you know, format um, together. I've, I did that with my potty training course. Um, and I think I just need to, you know, just to do it. I just need to record it and do it. Moms don't care. They just want the information. Yeah. You know, but I'm yeah. just pretty much a perfectionist on how things look and that they're professional and, um, yeah, that's no, that's it's a common problem. Um, all right, uh, Luann, so if people want to get in touch with you or learn more about your business, where can they go? So it's dreambabycafe.com. And the whole point of that, that was like, it's like a, you know, basically like a coffee shop, you know, where you're just going to come and sit with your trusted friend and talk about, you know, your baby, except it's evidence-based. Um, and so it's dreambabycafe.com. Um, on Facebook, it's dreambabycafe. Um, Instagram, it's just Luann Marlowe. Um, and, um, uh, there's a contact page on, on the website. Um, so if you just want to send me an email, it's, it's the contact pages on there and, um, that's it. All right. Well, so, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Cause, um, nurses need people like you to say, where do I start? <laughs> so.